Hello, everybody, and welcome to You, the Patriarchy, and Me. I'm your host, Elise Garcia, and today I want to talk about social media and the importance of being really aware and mindful of how you're using social media, especially in a world that is so uh, social media crazy, it feels like. And real quick, I do want to say that I have been super, super, super busy with my program, but I still look forward to putting out these episodes every week. I really love just getting to sit down and talk about whatever I want and listen to the feedback from you guys. And um, I really look forward to hearing all the support that you guys have for me because I'm starting to have people just like walk up to me and be like, oh, I was listening to your podcast and I really love how you mentioned, you know, friend zoning versus fuck zoning or resting bitch face, you know, all these things I've never thought about before. So it makes me really happy to hear that you guys are enjoying the podcast and it's serving the purpose that I want it to. And that being said, I am trying to get guest speakers um, and people to interview on this podcast, but because I've been super, super crazy busy, um, it's been tough trying to figure out the details and the scheduling for it. But I promise you, one of the next two episodes will have a guest speaker or someone I'm interviewing. Um, I guess that's a better way to put it because they're not really just going to speak on here for no reason. I will be interviewing them. And I'm trying to get some really big names on here too, uh, using the network I already have in my life. So we will see what I come up with. But just a few updates. Again, thank you so much for the support you guys have shown me. I love it. I love you guys. It means the world to me. It's crazy to think that some people are just like now regularly pressing play and hearing my voice every week. I don't know, like, I think I'm averaging, like, 60-something listeners, and that's so cool because, like, I don't even think I can fit that many people in my house, so I have, like, a house or two houses worth of people listening to me, and I don't know, just makes me really happy. So, yeah, if you guys love the podcast, if you're enjoying it, if you had feedback or anything you want to tell me, feel free to leave a rating, a review on wherever you're listening and subscribe, follow, download, all that helps me and all of it means the world to me. So let's get into it. Let's talk about social media. And before we get started today, I really wanted to talk about my life a little bit more because almost everyone listening to this podcast knows me and knew me very well at one point in my life. But if you didn't, and if you're coming from somewhere random, or it was recommended to you, or we've lost touch, or you didn't know me that well, but you knew of me, I wanted to dedicate about five minutes or so. Um, Feel free to skip over it if you want, but I wanted to dedicate five minutes or so to sharing a little bit more about my life and my life story. So without further ado, I'm going to share with you guys a story that I wrote to actually share with people in the program I'm in, but... I feel like it's applicable to this podcast. So my name is Elise, and you guys know that by now. I was born in the summer of 2001, so I'm only 20 right now. And I already had a brother who was 8 years older than me, and a sister who was actually 10 years older than me at the time I was born. I now know that I also have another sister in Arizona. And my dad is half Spaniard, half white, Uh, My mom is half Mexican, indigenous, and half white, so I'm like a weird combination of all that stuff. 
and my parents were basically already separated when I was born and divorced not that long after. Uh, but I don't want any of you to feel bad for me. I believe everything happens for a reason. And I was raised almost entirely by my mother, pretty much entirely by my mother, and uh, saw my father occasionally. And he was still a good dad, he just wasn't as involved as my mother. And I spent my whole childhood and life being surrounded by really strong women. So my grandma, my sister and her wife Kara, uh, my mother, my aunt, my cousins, and all of my best friends were and are very strong women. And that definitely contributed to forming a lot of the personal values I have today. And it inspired me to be the shameless woman that I am now. And none of the women in my life were married either. So I valued independence and self-sufficiency at a pretty young age. In early childhood to high school, I spent a lot of time reading and learning. I realized that I love learning more than anything else in this world pretty quickly. Whether it's about people's lives or human behavior, history, technology, science, trivia, I was and am fascinated by pretty much anything. And until high school, I basically got a 100 in everything I did. So my family was like, okay, this girl's pretty smart. She's either going to be like a world-class criminal or like the family millionaire. So I knew that I was smart, uh, quote unquote, at a young age because everyone kept telling me it. And it kind of got to my head almost, but I did know that I was different than other people. And by the time I was finishing up middle school and starting high school, I knew that I was bisexual and my brain was wired a little differently. And I would later realize that I'm actually more along the lines of like pansexual, I don't know. The label stuff is kind of confusing to me and it doesn't really mean a whole lot to me, but I like a lot of different kinds of people basically. Um, but prior to me, no one in my family went through college and got a degree or anything like that. Um, a lot of the people in my family uh, had kids pretty early on in their life. And nothing wrong with that, but that's not the path that I wanted to take, and I knew that. And my mom didn't really want that for me either. Um, she supported me whatever route I was going to take, but she was very adamant that I have a lot of potential and didn't really ever show interest in having that sort of lifestyle, so she wanted me to uh, really follow my dreams. So by the time I was in Houston... Um, my mom moved across the city so that I could be in the zoning territory for a really difficult high school. And she believed in me. She thought that I could attend the high school and pave my way to go to college. Um, I always knew that my mom would not pay for my college. So, you know, I had to figure it out. But luckily for me, I did like to learn things. So having good grades was never really hard for me. And I ended up going to that really difficult high school and my graduating class only had like 120 people or something like that. And high school is where I did like anything and everything. Honestly, it felt like I did not have rules in my life by the time I was in like my sophomore year of high school, which was a very different experience than what my siblings had when they were being raised. But 
I could basically do whatever I wanted. Like, and that's not to say that I could just, like, you know, I don't know, like, go kill people or something crazy. Like, no. Like, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to do that legally or not or anything. But, like, I could... I don't know. I could stay out later. I could have friends over. I could try things. I could explore my identity a lot more, I think, um, than other kids can. My mom knew that I liked boys and girls, and she was very accepting of that. Um, so yeah, I did so many things in high school, and I really got to explore my identity. I wouldn't say that I really knew who I was, but I was, I was getting there. And I was getting there, I think, a lot faster than other people around me. And so people would call me, like, wise or, like, come to me for advice because it seemed like I knew so much. But I honestly just knew so much because I was doing so much. And that is where I became actually very class conscious and very self-aware. Um, and I started working in the restaurant industry to help save money for college because I always knew I was going to have to pay for my college. But what ended up happening was that um, my college was basically covered. So because I met a wonderful person, uh, my college, like the burden of paying for my college actually was taken off of me. So I didn't really have to worry about it anymore, but I still kept working. I worked all the way through college until mm, only like six months ago, I think. And that's where I've started to transition to being self-employed. Um, but yeah, and that is how I got to college. And I've had a lot of ups and downs through college. And I started college when I was only 17. Um, so, I mean, technically I enrolled when I was 17 and then I officially started it right after I turned 18. I think I have that right. <laughs> Wait, let me think about that. Yes, I had just turned 18 when I started college and I'm now going to graduate when I'm basically 20 years old, which is really cool. But yeah, I did a lot of stuff in college too. So that is who I am. And I felt compelled to share that with you guys because I don't know, I feel like I didn't really share that much about myself um, earlier on in this podcast and I didn't feel a need to, but that is who I am. And through college, I struggled with a few problems. I was addicted to nicotine and for a little bit there, I struggled with marijuana use. Um, I had some family problems I was working through. I had health problems I was working through. And my life felt like it was constantly having these really high highs and really low lows for like two years. And I sorted that out, um, at least for the time being. And I found balance in my life since then. And I found what happiness means to me and I have a really great support system in my life and I listen to my intuition. Um, I love myself more than I love anybody else. I feel secure in who I am and now I feel confident enough to explore all my entrepreneurial dreams 
full time uh, so that I can be self-employed and really live a life that I want to live. Because one thing I've known for pretty much forever is I want to be an entrepreneur, which is why I am majoring in entrepreneurship, (laughs) which sounds funny, but it's legitimate, I promise. Uh, So yeah, that's who I am. And I hope that helps you guys or someone enjoys it. I don't know. I just, I felt compelled to say it. That being said, though, I do think that my life story is relevant to the topic of social media because I feel like so much of my life was plagued by social media because I started using it pretty actively when I was in about seventh grade and it all started with Instagram and Snapchat. I actually think I got Instagram in fifth grade. Like, I distinctly remember creating the account when I was 10 years old and then I started using Snapchat when I was 12 years old and I'm 20 now so it's been literally half of my life has been on social media and I would love to see some sort of study like go back in time and see the damage that it caused to my brain because on one hand I did so much learning and exploring of my identity and I got to meet people that I would have never met otherwise but on the other hand there was a lot of damage like I had access to things I don't think I should have had access to at a really young age and I started to live my life according to what I thought would look good for social media and not what I actually wanted to do like It started with small things, you know, like I took selfies and it was like a joke in my family, like, oh, you know, she loves to take selfies. But there was just points where I was so extremely self-absorbed that looking back feels quite uh, disgusting. And I definitely lost touch with myself because I was so involved in social media and I became so worried about... What do I look like? How much body hair do I have? How much do I weigh? Do I have curves? Should I Photoshop this? Should I edit this? Should I add whiteness to my teeth here? Do I Photoshop this blemish? Do I Photoshop this pimple? Do I move my hairline uh, forward or back? Does my forehead look too big? Um, I would like literally at some point in my life stay up late at night just so I could put on lots of makeup and do my hair and put on really, I want to say provocative clothing and take selfies that were a little bit provocative. Like I would have my tits out, you know, a bit, or I would be like at an angle where you could see my body because I was young and I was really slim and my fat metabolism was really fast and I had naturally good genetics. So I kind of naturally have an hourglass figure And I would do all this stuff just so I could take pictures and post them and get validation. And looking back, it was so, so damaging. And when I tell that life story that I just did at the beginning of this episode, um, I think about how there's such a stark difference in my life. It's like a divider of my life in a way because the worst parts of my life were really taking place when I was the most invested in social media and the best parts of my life so far 
have been when I stopped relying so much on social media, when I really pulled back from it. And I'll talk about a few of the things, um, a few things that I did to do that, but it's just mind blowing to me to think about how much worth of myself I placed on social media and how many texts do I get. And oh my God, I remember the stupidest fucking thing. It's called streaks and it's literally just you would send a picture on Snapchat every day and maintain a number with someone. And I'm sure everyone is familiar with it by now, but if you aren't, basically if you send a picture to someone every single day, then it counts how many days you've been doing that. You don't even have to have a conversation with the person. It's literally just so you can keep a number there. And it's the stupidest fucking thing to me. You know, like I had that opinion and I'm going to probably hold that opinion for the rest of my life. Um, because you literally, you don't even have to connect with the person. You don't have to have a meaningful conversation. You don't even have to ask how their day is. You don't even have to open it. You don't even have to respond to it. You don't even have to look at it. You just do it for a number. And it's so dehumanizing. And I remember I did it for a little bit and I woke up one day and I was like, this is so fucking dumb. Why am I doing this? Why am I sending a picture to someone just to get a number? Like, I don't care. Like, I would rather call you and have a meaningful conversation than be like, oh, I have 50 streaks, um, you know, with 50 different people and they're all 100 days long. Like, wow, look at me. Like, no, what I think is impressive now is when you have a meaningful relationship with somebody in your life and not when you just have a number attached to their name. And I'm also really disgusted when I think about, um, and I'm sad for myself too. I'm sad for the old Elise, the Elise that existed a few years ago, who placed so much of her worth on how many likes am I getting? How many comments am I getting? How many followers do I have? Who doesn't follow me back? And I'm not perfect now. Every now and then I'm guilty of like thinking, oh, I followed this person. Do I think they're going to follow me back? Oh, they're not? Well, then I'll unfollow them. Like it's a natural sort of thing for me still that I'm trying to work on a knock, but most of it I have successfully eliminated. It just makes me so sad to think about 16, 17 year old Elise who placed so much of my value as a person on something that only fucking exists through internet cables. And then there's the real me that's, that's material and physical and full of genuine emotions and loved by many and probably disliked by a few too and uh, has secrets and has flaws and is a real fucking person. And then there was the Elise that I was trying to pretend to be, that I wanted to show the world that was not me. It wasn't even close to who I was. Like, it was the farthest thing from who I actually was. And it did nothing but move me further and further away from finding myself. And that brings me to what this episode is going to be about and already has been about for about 10 minutes which is that I think the more um importance you place on social media the furthest you get from your truest self and don't get me wrong I think that it is possible to use social media responsibly and I think the internet is still a very beautiful thing but I think that when you start using social media at the age that I did Um, with such little parental supervision, it is so damaging. Because your brain's not even really done developing until you're like, I think it's 25 years old. And so 
imagine the amount of damage people are doing to themselves, to their children, when they're having this infinite access to all parts of the world and all these societal expectations and beauty standards and trends at really, really young ages. I mean, it really fucks with your psyche. And I'm convinced that if you use social media before the age of 25 and you let it swallow you the way it in, it wants to, you know, because they're designed to be addicting, the algorithms, I'm convinced that if you do that, you are only getting further and further away from your truest self. Because social media is full of illusions. And it's so fucking fake. And I'm not saying none of it is real, but most of the stuff I have seen is fucking fake. I mean, I see people go online and talk about, oh, happy one year, I'm in love with you. But I know that that couple cheats on each other and calls each other really bad names and has really bad trust issues and goes through each other's stuff all the time. And um, when I'm around them, I'm like drained by their energy because they're just in such an unhealthy relationship. And there's people who go online and post selfies all the time, um, but they Photoshop them and they, uh, act, they Photoshop them to the point that they're not even recognizable in real life. And that's, again, I don't assign blame to that person I assign blame to social media. I assign blame to the algorithms. I assign blame to the patriarchy we built. It's like social media has become like the patriarchy's best fucking friend. And in recent years, I think that's starting to shift for sure as people become really class conscious and aware of different beauty standards around the world and um, diversity seems to be a hot topic But by and large, I think social media is so fucking damaging. And I just don't, I see people talk about it, but I don't feel like people really get to why it's damaging. They're like, oh, screen time. Oh, the blue light. Oh, the, the, um, it can give you headaches. Oh, it can mess with your, your REM sleep. Like, no, let's talk about how as a woman in society, it can completely destroy your self-esteem. Let's talk about how social media can make you feel like you're never going to be good enough. Let's talk about how social media can make you feel like everyone is doing way better than you are. And if you're not doing this, then you're not getting anything accomplished. And if you just scroll through an Instagram feed, it feels like it feels like everyone is doing better in literally every single part of life. Like they have better skin, they have better relationships, they have more friends, they post more, they go to more places, they wear more cute clothes, they have more followers, um, they post more things on their Instagram story every day, they, uh, they post all these quotes, like they're so woke, they're so, and it's just like, maybe it's true and maybe it's not. And the beauty I've found in social media The only beauty I found in social media, for that matter, is following people, A, that I know. Like, I actually know these people. I can walk up to these people and talk to them because I know these people. They're not celebrities. They're not models. They're not um, people who are just very far from my reality. Like, they're not singers 
or anything crazy or like a president of another country, you know, these are real people that I can talk to and I can text them and I can call them because I have their information. And that's one is following people I know. And B is following people who make me feel good. So it's no one's fault if I'm triggered by them. Like if there is a specific woman on Instagram who makes me feel bad about my body when I normally never do, like hardly ever do I feel bad about my body. Like I'm a human being, so there are times where I I am. Like if I'm super bloated or on my period, I'm like, dang, I look a little chubby right now, not feeling too hot. But if there is someone who I follow and every single time I see their post, I feel like shit, I don't think that's their fault. It's my responsibility to let that shit go. So I unfollow them and maybe I'll even block them if I, if I really feel like it. But most of the time I just unfollow them and I'm just done because I need to be really conscious about the people I have on my social media because otherwise it's going to really hurt my mental health because I know I'm going to compare myself to them consciously or subconsciously and that's just not good for me. I just don't need it. And three, the third thing is turning off my notifications. Those are the only three things I found that help me feel like okay about social media. And I'm biased in that I just personally don't really like social media almost at all. I'm probably more anti-social media than I am for it. Um, But that doesn't mean that I don't see the good and the bad of both sides because I definitely do. I can see the advantages and the disadvantages of it, but having it in my life from the age of 10 to now being 20 has shown me that I have to do those three things just to exist peacefully. Like literally, I only follow people I have met. I only follow people who make me feel good, even within that pool of people I know. And then I have all my notifications turned off. I do not have Snapchat notifications, I do not have LinkedIn, I do not have Instagram, I do not have TikTok, I do not have Facebook, Um, I don't have any of that shit. Anything that is a social media or a non-essential app, I actually have turned completely off. The only notifications I have on my phone are um, GroupMe, which is like a messaging app that I need for my program because there's always very... um, important information that comes through there and that I kind of need to see rather quickly. My email, my calendar, my phone, my messages, and that's it. Those are actually the only notifications I have on my phone. And for good reason, because there's like this sense of urgency that social media wants you to have. Like they always want you to be on them. And I said that they're designed to be addicting. They're designed to be nowadays like the center of your life. Like I know so many people who will do things entirely for social media. Like they they literally live their life for social media. And I'm not gonna say that that's good or bad for them because it's their life and they get to live it. But I am gonna say objectively that if you're centering your life around something that is completely digital and ignoring how your life is in the tangible world is probably not a fulfilling life. It's probably not a great life to live because it seems really empty. Like, if you go buy an outfit just to post pictures 
and you drive somewhere, like a nice scenery, just to take pictures in that outfit against a nice background, and then you just post it, you know, like, did you even enjoy all the parts in the middle? Did you even enjoy the road trip getting to the scenery? Did you look out the window and think about how beautiful of a day it is? Did you listen to your favorite songs and live in the moment? Um, did you appreciate every, um, you know, inch of your body when you put on the outfit? Or did you just do all of those things mindlessly so you could post it on social media? Because I see so much of that. And it just... I don't even know the word, honestly. It's just like it's so... It's almost, it's like dehumanizing. It's like disappointing. It's like it's empty. It's just empty. Because it just makes me wonder, like, what kind of quality of life do we have as a society if our identity is rooted in doing that stuff? What kind of a quality of life do we have if we even feel the need to do that kind of stuff just to have self-esteem, just to have confidence, just to feel something. Because when I think about that stuff, I don't feel anything. I just feel empty. And I think that social media is one of the best examples of the phrase, everything is best in moderation. And that phrase applies to literally everything I have done in my entire life, but social media is just the prime example for it because it can be used beautifully, it can be used intelligently, it can be used efficiently, but like all things, you have to use it in moderation. You have to be mindful of which social media uh, networking sites do you sign up for? Which ones are you active on? Which ones do you use every day? Which ones do you only use a few times per month? How are you using each one? What do you comment on? What do you like? What do you post? What do you view? Who do you follow? Who follows you? Are you public? Are you private? Are you a business? Are you a brand? Is this for posting vulnerable moments in your life or is this just for um, the public eye? You know, all of these are really important things to consider when you're on social media because if you consider all of those things and you sit down and you think about how you want to be using social media and how you want to show up in this world and the people you want to interact in, uh, with and what kind of data or data you want these social networking sites to have on you, then you can have a rather productive relationship with social media. But the problem that I see and the problem that I've talked about and will continue to talk about is it's often abused. Like social media and the relationship we have with it is not typically considered so much. I know very few people who are actually mindful of the way that they use social media. And unfortunately, people just don't think about that stuff. And it makes sense because social media was designed to swallow you. Social media, I think, was designed to make you hate yourself because that's the way the patriarchy and capitalism works. If you hate yourself, then you're vulnerable to everything else. If you hate your eyebrows, then a makeup brand can convince you to buy their eyebrow product. If you hate how you look, then this social media site can convince you to follow people who are more attractive to you, or than you, in your opinion at least, and you feel the need to make yourself prettier. And so you buy products through their apps. You use it more often because you're trying to figure out how you can be more attractive to other people. 
and the more time you'll spend on it just addicted just addicted to the, all the feelings it brings you and i think there's scientific studies on it now like what kind of chemicals are released when you like scroll or like something or find a post you enjoy and it's really crazy it's like also why tiktok is so especially addicting for people even myself i'm not immune to it but the advice I have for anyone listening who struggles with those things is A, like I said, just think about the sites that you want to be on in the first place. Like I personally know that I have no interest at all in being on Facebook and being on LinkedIn. I only have a LinkedIn for one reason and it's because I want to see what people are up to professionally later on in my life, mainly out of curiosity. And so I probably only open it once every month, maybe once every two or three months. Um, And again, I have all notifications off for it in every social media app. I don't even have a Facebook account because I know I won't use it for anything. And I don't think they're a great company at all. Um, But then ironically enough, I do have an Instagram account, which is owned by Facebook or Meta. I think they call themselves now. Um, But even my Instagram, I don't even have the app on my phone. I only access it through Safari and I only post about, again, once a month I post. Um, But sometimes I'll go for as long as like three to six months without posting at all. I only follow people that I know on my Instagram. I only like posts that I actually like on my Instagram and that I've looked at for more than 30 seconds at least, at least a minute. And I don't care about who follows me. I have a lot more followers than people I actually follow. And I have no idea who those people are. And that's why I don't follow them. And I I couldn't even tell you how many likes I get on my photos. Because I, I have them turned off um, for a reason. Because A, I don't want to see it. And B, I don't really care. And I like just seeing that my post was liked by someone and not specifically the number of people who liked it. So those are a few examples. Um, I think it's really important to find out what you wanna be on because once you know the kind of apps you want to be on and websites, then you can think about how you wanna use it. So like for me, I know I wanna use Instagram to only follow friends and family and only post snapshots of my life. So once every few months or weeks, I post a little sort of collage or like a series of photos that I've taken in authentic moments. Like if I'm going on a hike sometimes and there's a sign, I might take a picture for my own memories. And then later on, I'm like, oh, this would be nice to post. So then I post it in a series. But I don't really take any pictures at all with the uh, thinking of posting them for my Instagram. So I use Instagram in a very specific way. And I never go on my explore page and I never look at reels and I never shop on it and I never go on my own homepage for more than like five, ten minutes. I never watch more than like five stories, maybe ten maximum. And my screen time for it averages I think like five to ten minutes. So I use it in a very specific way. And then on something like Snapchat, I only add people I know personally but then I have my story public 
and I post pretty sporadically and there's no real meaning to it. Like Snapchat's just kind of a free for all, but excuse me, <laughs> I burped a little bit. I don't know if it picked up on it. It probably did. It's a really good microphone, but <laughs> I don't watch more than like 10 stories on Snapchat. I don't even watch the little news segments they have and I have all of my notifications turned off once again and that is the only thing I found to help me and I don't know the solution for you guys I don't know what will help you guys but what I can tell you is that it all starts with being self-aware because if you find yourself doing things just for social media or only buying things because of social media or only having certain opinions because you saw them on social media then I challenge you to stop and think and ask yourself if you really want that. If as much as you can, using your own emotional intelligence, if you can imagine a scenario where you didn't have the influence of social media, would you still want to buy this? And I know it's impossible because we're all biased, so you can't completely remove a bias, but you can try to, and you can at the very least ask yourself questions and you might arrive to a more authentic conclusion of like, you know what, I'm not gonna buy $500 worth of clothes because I saw a TikTok video where a girl wore these same clothes and I'm not gonna engage in fast fashion practices because I feel the need to take pictures the way I see these girls on Instagram are. I will just go buy clothes when it feels right. I will buy a shirt when it feels right and when I really like it. I will take a picture when I feel especially beautiful or when I want to capture the moment, but not because I feel like I have to. And I feel confident saying that there is a right and a wrong way of using social media. And so many of the people I know, in my opinion, are using it the wrong way. Because another thing I've noticed is that like social media not only disconnects you from your own identity because it wants you to, because it preys on insecurities and vulnerabilities to keep you addicted and to keep you curious and to kind of keep you miserable, but just barely happy enough to stay on long enough. I've also noticed that social media disconnects you from reality a fuck ton. Like, I can't even emphasize that enough. I can't tell you how many times I've been talking to someone and they're like, oh, hold on. And then they're typing a text. Hold on, takes a call. Hold on, types an email. Hold on, takes a selfie. Hold on, posts a story. I had someone take a, phone, a FaceTime call in the middle of dinner. A dinner that I was taking them out on. Like, I was paying for it. And it wasn't necessarily a date, per se. But I was trying to be nice because they were going through a hard time. So I took them to dinner. I paid. And as I'm sitting there talking to them, they're on their fucking phone and take a FaceTime call. I was like are you kidding me? Like, like, fuck you. And I didn't say that to them, but I was surely thinking it. Like, that's so rude. And like, I probably wouldn't think that now per se, but like, I would still be like, that is so fucking rude, dude. Like, social media makes you feel like everything is urgent and everything has to be answered now and everything has to be done now. And that brings me to another point that I forgot about. Another tip I have is make the most out of screen time and if you can have someone else set a passcode and it's a passcode that you don't know or be more disciplined and set the passcode yourself 
and do not break it. Do not extend it for more than 15 minutes a day, you know? Like, if you want to only use Snapchat for 30 minutes a day, set the screen time limit and stick to it, baby. Or practice using the Do Not Disturb feature or the Focus features on iPhones now. Um, I love it. Do Not Disturb is probably my favorite tool that I have on my phone. It's basically like, you can't bother me. Done. And then everyone is silent in the world. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, But yeah, back to what I was saying. Social media does disconnect you from reality. Because like, I can't tell you how many people I've seen or how many times I have been guilty of not even knowing what's going on around me because I'm on my phone. And I'm stuck on my phone. And I'm like trying to do two things at once. I'm trying to listen to the person talking, but I'm also doing something on my phone because social media makes you feel like you have to answer just then. Oh, someone liked your photo? Time to click it. See the, see who liked your photo. Oh, someone liked your TikTok? Oh, let me check and see how many likes I have. Oh, I got an email? I have to reply now. Oh, I have a phone call? I have to call them right now. Things can wait. I promise you things can wait. The world will still be happening. It will still exist. Things will still be going on. Like, life will still be lived by other people. But I think what people are going to find as they get older, um, if they remain addicted to social media, is that while you were busy um, posting on social media thinking you were showing your life, everyone else was actually living their life. And you did not. You missed out on it. And I know that is kind of maybe controversial or like offensive to hear, but it's true. And I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak to the fact that probably universally, the best kind of experience you can have or memories you can have are ones where you can actually remember what was going on and you actually feel like you were there in the moment. And social media doesn't do that. If you're at a fireworks show and you're so busy about how the fireworks aren't showing up on camera, baby, you have already forgotten to put the phone away, look up at the sky, and just feel. And just look at the fucking fireworks and see all the different colors in it when they explode. And um, look at your family and hold your friend's hand or kiss your you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, your partner while you're at the fireworks show. But you're not going to do that if you're too busy worrying about, ooh, People need to know I'm here at the fireworks show. They need to see how pretty it is. Like, yeah, they get to see how pretty it is, the people who are seeing your post. But the irony is, did you see how pretty it was? Did you even stop and realize how pretty um, the fireworks were in front of you? Or were you too busy focusing on the aesthetics of how you're going to capture it? You know? Because I also don't think there's anything authentic about... Um, doing things just so you can capture the moment when you actually can't even remember the moment that you were in. And I love when people are like, oh, but that's how I, I capture memories is I take pictures. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with taking pictures. But if you're only taking the picture and you're not actually giving yourself the time and the space to enjoy the moment, what's the fucking point of the picture? You know, like, who cares? Like, who cares you went to a fireworks show The truth is nobody. The truth is, like, maybe a few people care a little bit, but I will be the most honest person around you and say that probably no one cares that you were at the fireworks show. It mattered to you. And because it mattered to you, 
you should do yourself the favor and next time you go to a fireworks show, put the phone away. Because you like it and you think it's beautiful, so you should engage in the moment and give yourself the opportunity to focus on the beauty of it. Because you probably care the most. So, I know that was a bit of a ramble, and today's episode was definitely not as outlined as some other episodes, and I think that showed, but I wanted it to. I wanted it to feel more like a conversation with you guys, or like a natural dialogue and not really planned at all. And I have a lot of emotions about this topic, and I think this is going to end up being part one of two. Um, Next week, I want to continue this episode but have it be more structured and hopefully bring on the person that I am trying to bring on and we'll see if our schedules can work together. But I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you giggled. I hope that you realized something. And I hope at the very least that this episode um, helps you think about how you're using social media. Because I am not a god, I am not a deity, I am not a know-it-all being, but I do have experience with social media after having it for literally half of my life, and I hope that at the very least some of you guys are just thinking about ways to improve your relationship with social media, and take any of the tips that you want um, based off what I said, or take none of them, you know, do whatever you want, but I just ask that you think about what I said and I hope that this helped you no matter how little or how much. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys so much. I hope you had a great day. I hope you had a great evening. I hope you have a great week. You are beautiful. You are sexy. You are amazing. And I love you. And I will see you next week. Bye guys.